Greetings, horror fans, and welcome to episode 180 of Frightmares. I'm your host, Austin Proctor, and joining me today, basically my new co-hosts, Aid and Mikey from the Slashers podcast. Today we're talking about the Lords of Salem, a Rob Zombie join, and as we know, he is hit or miss in the horror community. But I'm glad you guys uh, wanted to do this one because I had said for a while that I wanted to rewatch it. And I actually quite enjoyed it more this time. So how did you, what did you, why did you guys settle on this one? Is it because I mentioned I wanted to rewatch it? No. Is that what it was? Um, because it was my idea, I'll take credit. Oh. Um, but oh. it's usually because when we talk about Rob Zombie, um, Adrian always mentions that she really likes Lords of Salem. I don't remember it because I watched it when it first came out to video and my mom was with me. Oh. And so I was like, I'm not going to be in this room while my mom is watching this movie because my mom is a very religious person. And so I don't remember. I guess I blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> I just remember it being different than his other movies. Right. And so Aid always talks about how great it is. I remember liking the aesthetic because I don't remember anything about the story. So I was like, hey, let's go ahead and give it a whole world. And Aid was like, fuck yeah, it's one of my favorites. And then we settled on Lords of Salem. Yep. Perfect. It is, which is why I was like, okay, I didn't realize I was spoiling anything for you, hoes, because I watch this movie all the time. And you're like, oh, I'm watching it now. I know. No, She's no. like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Spoiler, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I was no. like, okay, thanks. This I, is an old fucking movie. Have you not yeah. seen this movie? I just didn't remember, like, I didn't remember much of the story besides the little, little Satan guy and uh, one other scene. That was it. <laughs> I'd watched it like three years ago, I think. So I'm super, super excited to talk about this in in detail but before we do that i figured we talk about everyone on my show knows that i love rob zombie and i love his movies but i'm curious to hear what some of your favorite rob zombie movies are so i will start with mikey give me some of your favorites and maybe even some of your least favorites okay so funny story because you know how i told you my mom is religious and watched this with me <laughs> yes um, when I was in middle school, I dragged my mom to take me to see House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you trying to do to your mother? <laughs> well, see, like, my mom likes scary movies, but also, like, you know, she has a limit because, you know, she's a woman of a certain religion and, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I was like, cool. This was the first one that Rob Zombie made. I didn't know how he was. I mean, we got a good idea based off his music. Right. And... I really enjoyed House of a Thousand Corpses. People are usually like, oh, Devil's Rejects, way better. But I just like the kookiness of House of a Thousand Corpses, the supernatural elements of it. And it's just, it was it was really fun. It's basically like if you, you know, if you had um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets Pee Wee's Playhouse mm. and you get that. Um, my least favorite is going to have to be Devil's Rejects. Wow, interesting. Okay. I just, it, I it didn't really i don't know it was just a very mean movie it is and I very like, mean-spirited I like, yeah i like mean movies but also i just wasn't i don't like shared at this point i was like okay sherry moon is like calm down she's in everything now <laughs> um and so i didn't care for it i didn't see three from hell i liked 31 it was it was fine um and the halloween movies i enjoyed Question mark? Question mark? First one, I was pissed off in the beginning, but then I liked the end where it actually like started. Mm -hmm. And then the second one I thought was really cool just because it was so bizarre and different. Yeah. And it stood on its own. Never saw Super Beasto. 
Um, it's fucking weird. Fun. Is it? Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, it's fun and kooky, but it's very, it's very odd. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of his entry in the Grindhouse trailers. Which I one did he, he do did the, again? The Werewolf Women of the SS, I think, was his. Oh, yeah, that's right. Did you hear, okay. speaking of that real quickly, did you hear that Eli Roth is actually making the Thanksgiving oh. movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Apparently, good. Apparently, he turned, he stopped working on some m- movie that was like going to be like a big deal. Oh, shit. To start doing the Thanksgiving oh, movie. Oh, fuck yeah. That's yeah. Exciting. Oh, what movie was that? Now that's going to drive me nuts because he I know, really I can't stopped. Remember. That was a good movie. And but it was, he was like, I, fuck that. I'm, was it, was it <laughs> I'm making co- Thanksgiving. Was it a comic book movie? No. I, oh, it might have been. It might have been a comic book horror. Eli Roth comic lines. book horror. Oh. Um. Someone look it up and then I'll go to Aid and we'll talk about some of your favorite zombie movies. Obviously, oh. besides this one. What? Go ahead. It was Borderland. I think it was oh, Borderlands. Yeah, was it was Borderlands. Oh, yeah. he stepped away from making that? What? I didn't know he was yeah, directing so he that. Do his own. Well, oh, you know, I man. think that if you think about all of that and the same, the same issue, because Rob Zombie and Eli Roth are friends, so... I think that if he were to do Borderlands, Eli Roth would probably have less control than if he did his own film. That is so bright. And so I don't know him. I'm just speculating. Although I would like ad- to get to know him. I would too, <laughs> because he's an adorable Jew. And you know, I love the Jews. So, and I did a whole project on him in college. And I almost got married at the Goratorium, but then they went bankrupt and they refunded us. So, oh. Well, that, that was when I was married. I was married. I don't know caveat or whatever I, I was married for hey at least they gave you your money back that would have been shitty if they were just like okay bye taking your money oh Peace. they took a bunch of people's money in fact the oh, las shit. vegas times or something called me for an interview what? and i was like in the newspaper they're like how did you get your money back and i was like <laughs> i think that my fiance uh made a, sh- a stink at the credit card company and they got <laughs> we got our money back but people were getting married that weekend and they went bankrupt oh, so fun fun story with that and um, Brutal. But I know I would still get married at the Goratory. I'm like, why they closed? I have no idea. But I'm, mm. uh, well, yeah, because they wouldn't pick her up. But I'm just really sad about that. Anyways, <laughs> so I guess my favorite, my favorite Rob Zombie film would have to be between Lords of Salem okay. and The Devil's Rejects. Like, okay. I am the devil and I'm here to do the devil's work. The best line. Um, I love that line. And it's, it's, one of my favorites because you go from a house of a thousand corpses to devil's rejects and they're so totally different, but we have the same characters and there is a deleted scene with uh, Dr. Satan who murders uh, Rosario Dawson and oh, she's God. a nurse and she goes to check on him and he slits her throat. And it's like this whole scene, but they deleted it because, you know, we know that Rob Zombie wanted a more, uh, I guess, realistic type uh, uh, gritty, grittier horror film with the devil's rejects and it's just there's so many nuances and knowing me of course i'm totally attracted to otis why i don't know <laughs> and i i just feel like sorry stella's having start stella's barking at the she's got some thoughts and feelings it's okay she does let them out yeah she's like tell them about halloween mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but el super visto i saw because i i got into rob zombie i got into rob zombie um when one of, one of my ex-boyfriends, Matt, who I'm still friends with, love Matt. See, that's how you break up with someone. Um, <laughs> he loved Rob Zombie. And he was like, you got to watch this one. I and mean, everybody's getting high in the living room watching this shit. I'm like, 
<laughs> uh, what have I gotten I myself know. into? I'm not a big, I'm not big into cartoons. Uh, so when and then when he came out with Halloween, I was really excited. But probably Three from Hell is forgettable. But I would say that Lords of Salem, because it's so totally different from and so far removed from everything that he's done, is probably my top favorite. The Devil's Rejects. My least favorite being probably Three from Hell or Halloween Two. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I have to agree with you on the Devil's Rejects. I think that's probably my favorite tied with Halloween for me. Um, and then I really love the monsters. I, I don't know if I'm on my own in that uh, thought, but I really enjoyed it. I've watched it a few times and I think it's absolutely, absolutely hilarious. Do you guys, have you guys seen it? What do you feel about it? I have not seen it, but I can tell you you're not alone because Jake and who was it doug some people really enjoyed it on our podcast and then also um i see it all over like reddit like people actually enjoyed it i think it was the people that just want to be on the bandwagon of hating rob zombie are the yeah. reason why people hate it i'm gonna step away because i think i can hear out of Sally crying so y'all continue okay <laughs> okay i know i'm so sorry Aston. we have we have issues today um but That's no okay. i i agree i think people just want to hate on rob zombie I'm not a big fan of the monsters personally. Right. So for me, the movie, I was either going to watch it or not watch it. And Dan was like, oh, let's watch it. So we put it on and I fell asleep because, you know, I, I go to bed at 730. <laughs> it's yeah. a long movie. It and, is, yeah. You know, my my issue is, you know, before we get into everything, let's just let the, the, the cat out of the bag with this one. Okay. Or the elephant in the room is the whole... The hate that people have for Sherry Moon Zombie. Now, we all know that Sherry Moon Zombie is going through a bit of a. In fact, I don't. I haven't seen her on Instagram in so long, so I don't know if she took herself off or what. Because they're vegan, right? And they're very so-so. That's why she's so thin now. I feel like that's why because you know in Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses, she had a body on her. She was you know she was really cute. Like she was hot. You know yeah. she had a hot body. Now she's very thin and frail. Like there's no, everything's sunken in. Mm -hmm. And I know part of that is from being vegan because I was vegan for several years and like I had no body mass. And it's just, I like every, I mean, being vegan does have its upsides. When you're not eating dairy, like your skin clears up, you look amazing. Really? But yes. Like cheese and milk and all that stuff? Yeah. Get rid of (sighs) dairy out of your diet is so bad for you. And it's really bad for bloating too, um, which is why I still don't really do dairy. Like I'll eat some cheese every now and again, yeah. but I don't do dairy. Uh, but like, and I only do, I was only vegan for physical appearance, not because I care about the planet. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not like with my nose in the air kind of thing. And so, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, like we have to have our pork. And so um, with her, she got in trouble because she was talking about, and you can cut all this out. I'm just killing time until Mikey gets back. But <laughs> um, I, with her, she's in trouble because she was start, she was implying for people not to take the vaccine, you know, during the whole pandemic. Oh, wow. Okay. And so, and Rob Zombie, of course, isn't making any comments because I feel like he's totally pussy whipped by her and for good reason. Like she's hot. <laughs> um, but she... I just feel like, you know, they're they're very hippie. Yeah. And, you know, they're it's it's just weird because he his whole aesthetic is always so seventies and I feel like he was an adult until the eighties. And mm-hmm. so for him for his aesthetic to be so seventies, and I just saw him recently in Tampa 
and that was a good show. Oh yeah. But you know, he's in his fringe and his cowboy oh, hat yeah. and he's doing a stupid little dance that he does. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, baby, I would totally lay you, but you gotta get that fringe has got to go. I can't deal with it. Yeah, he's... So, but he's very colorful. <laughs> yeah. And it's very, it's very um interesting when you juxtapose, I'm, I'm stealing Jake's word, when you juxtapose all of his films to the Lords of Salem, mm. you see what the Lords of Salem has become. Because everything's very muted right yeah. everything's very somber everything's very like in fact the only thing that's kind of colorful are some of the outfits that heidi aka sherry moon zombie wears and honestly this is her best role yeah and so you know you can hate on her all you want but she only plays in his film she won't act right. in any other film she will only be in his movies yeah, and I mean, I, I I totally get it. You know, if that's if that's what you want to do, you've got a you've got a good dynamic there. I mean, I I like I don't I really have a problem with her. I mean, I know she's not obviously the greatest actress, but I don't hate her like everyone likes to hate her. I don't know why it's so popular and and just uh, the thing to do to hate them. Like, I just don't get it. I don't because it, it's what's the reasoning behind it? Do you just not like them because it's like Nickelback? You know what I mean? Nickelback yeah. is like, why does everybody hate them? Their their songs. It's not like they play have have shitty songs or anything. I actually watched a TikTok with them last night, and they were like, we don't even have to work anymore. Like we could literally not make albums and stop touring and be set for the rest of our lives because of how many people hate them. But that in turn yeah. makes them more popular. And I don't feel like that happens with Rob Zombie, but I, I do wonder why people just continue to hate <laughs> his work and who he is. Like I have no idea. Maybe you guys well, could shed light on that for me. I think one of the reasons that I, Rob Zombie is so divisive is that just like the way they were saying Nickel, and I'm not comparing Rob Zombie to Nickelback at all, people. So do not come for me. I do not want your hate mail. <laughs> and please don't send me any dick pics. Um, so my thing is, is the same in the same way that people hate Nickelback is that Nickelback is so popular, right? Mm -hmm. And they're popular across genres. Yeah. I mean, you talk about rock, especially metal. And, you know, Avenged Sevenfold has this issue, too, where people want to hate on them because they cross genres. And and M. Shadow said something in an interview one time, like, people are so protective over their music and people are so protective over their things. And for Rob Zombie to cross into, you know, uh, go from indie into, you know, Blumhouse, right. essentially, yeah, was a, like, he sold, quote, sold out. And then oh. always has to have Sherry Moon. And then Nickelback, I mean, I could take them or leave them. Yeah, I, I do. You know, I love to sing Rockstar because we all stay skinny because we just don't eat. Like, <laughs> I speak to that, right? But that was back in the early 2000s when, you know, body shaming was a good thing. And now you can no. be fat and everybody's happy. And I'm like, I still can't do that. Like, I grew up <laughs> in a time where I still need to be thin. So I don't know about you. But and so I just feel like whatever they're gonna hate on him and it's sad i mean it's sad because you're missing out because honestly i think by far if you're talking about uh substance the devil's rejects the lords of salem even 30 yeah we're pushing it with 31 <laughs> i love 31 31 is pretty sleazy but there's a lot of substance the halloween one and halloween part two i don't like halloween part two for a lot of reasons but they have substance and these are gritty, disgusting, immoralizing characters. And yeah. you should, you. but he brings those nasty characters and you're supposed to love them. And right. that's, you know what I mean? That's that make, like, that the, makes a lot of sense. Well, I think to add to Aid's point, but go like in a little bit of a different direction where people are like protective of their things. I feel people started hating him when he did Halloween. 
because mm-hmm. oh that's ha- a good point yeah and that pinpoints it exactly yeah. yeah halloween you know we all love it for being just a subtle realistic the original um a subtle realistic slasher film where it's like shit that could happen like it's not over the top it's you know they they do it very realistically besides like getting shot nine times and not dying <laughs> spoiler alert sorry um <laughs> the movie's like 45 years old <laughs> yeah get they, with it if you haven't there, seen there's that. a there's a statue of limitations here yeah <laughs> but um you know he put his twist on it which essentially was let's have Halloween with the uh, Firefly clan. And exactly. people were like, how dare you? Yeah. And I'll skull fuck the shit out of you. Don't make yeah. me get out of this chair. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, isn't that cute? What a lovely <laughs> family. Put them on a but postcard. Even like, even like the new Lori was kind of, I didn't like her. And that's one of the main um, reasons why I didn't like like I didn't like the first part because to me it didn't bring anything new to the story. It's like okay, he was abused, whatever. We all get it. Um, and then when they switched on, they they introduced the new characters. Annie, I like Annie. Everybody likes Annie. Um, and Linda was fine. I think her name was Linda. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. But Lori was just. Ugh. You didn't like Scout Lori... Taylor Compton? No. Interesting. Well, okay. I I hated her in Gilmore Girls, and to see her oh. in this one. I didn't see there, that was the first thing I ever saw her and then I can remember. So I didn't really have any introduction to her besides, you know, Halloween. She's an annoying ass little fucking kid in Gilmore Girls. Um, like so like so okay. irritating to the point. Like, what is the point of her character? Okay. She's yeah. um she's Dean's little sister. But I, I, I didn't have a problem with her except for the fact that she's not Lori. She's a different character. Like yeah. her name is Lori, but she's not Lori. Because Lori yeah. wouldn't like my mom got so, and I, I've said this on our show before, Mikey. My mom watched it for the first time, and she's talking to me. And she's like, "Lori would never finger that bagel like that." My mom was so upset. <laughs> and yeah, I go, just... "You're right, Ma. She wouldn't." <laughs> you're, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she would not finger that bagel. You're 100 percent accurate. <laughs> and I, I always feel like he has to put these dirty things in every character, and yeah. it's like. You can be, and it's just interesting to me that he doesn't do that really with with Heidi in this film, mm-hmm. in the film that we're yeah. talking about today. But yeah, there's a her hair that. is dirty. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, well, but dirty he... dread. She needs she need to get that shit re rolled, girl. I, I was like, girl, <laughs> no dreads, please. Well, like, you know what? what? You know what's hilarious is the fact that I'd seen the poster for Lords of Salem for ages. I didn't fucking know that was Sherry Moon Zombie until I watched the movie. I was like, oh, she's that person? I had no idea it was actually her because I had never seen her with that wacky-ass hair before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Austin. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, it's like, because her, her she 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 does something with her voice when she plays baby, right? It's like yeah. higher, higher pitch. She does a Britney Spears thing. Yeah. And then when she's, she's pretty subdued as michael's mother in part one and honestly i didn't hate her actually in halloween i thought she was she did a good job yeah, she's but also barely, she plays, she's also barely in it too but when she plays like a normal person i think she's fine baby was fine in house of thousand corpses but then like as it kept going into devil's rejects and three from hell i was like okay we get it oh she was over right. the top in three from hell i was like okay bring it fucking down i just loved enough. her jeans though right oh yeah like, the jeans she was just going <laughs> yeah. through the wall i loved yeah. her jeans <laughs> And she had a little hole in the butt. I'm like, yep. I want those jeans. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's hot. I think she's hot. There's, I mean, she's. I don't. It, it, her face isn't necessarily pretty, but she's got a good body. Like, there's something about her, and I yeah, get it. But she's got, no. a, yeah, she's she's, got an aesthetic. I, 
I think she's pretty, but the dreadlocks didn't do her any favor. Like, no, there well, is, she, but she's her a face, grimy little drug dealer though, too, or not drug dealer, drug addict, drug, yeah, user. Drug addict. But she's yeah. also, she's also like not young though. I mean, she's pretty, but she's not young, and that hairstyle was definitely. Oh, what did she like, say that she that they were like they were all made like things that she's thirty six and I'm gonna be thirty five this year, and I go, God damn it, if I yeah. look like that at the end of this year, yeah, she's fifty three. Or 52. Yeah, she's 52, she's 52 now. 52 now. now. So she was so she probably was... like in her early 40s when it was yeah. 40 or early 40s. She was when it 39 happened. when she filmed it, but Heidi's character is 36. Yeah. Because at oh, the okay. time, I always I always look up women's ages because I have to know these things. <laughs> I look up, important information. I look, up really, <laughs> I look up guys that are like in really good shape. I'll look up like how old they are just to see, like make sure I still have time to get like that. Exactly. I like to come, you know. Oh, yeah. sometimes I'm very upset when I looked up that information. I'm like, oh, he's my age. Great. I'm fucking failing. Well, Great. like when it comes to like '80s movies, I'll look them up and like I've already passed them, and I'm like, they look like my dad. <laughs> well, Austin, 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 what? you need to like not feel insecure because you are tall, so you can get away with anything. That like, is m- kind that of is accurate. True. Yes, I know because you're tall. You're like, oh, he's so tall. Oh my god. <laughs> At least I've got that going for me, and uh, I've been told I have a I nice mean- deep voice, but whatever. Yeah, so. you're not a scrawny little scamp like some people we know. Anyways. <laughs> oh, my sorry. goodness. Anyways. I'm sorry, Mikey. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's fine. So... I wasn't talking about Mikey. Sorry. <laughs> you guys. You guys are killing me. Um, So we've got your favorite zombies, my favorite zombies, uh, Mikey's favorite zombies, uh, I don't think I said my least favorite. Uh, I need to see. I, I'm going to say 31, but I also haven't watched that one in a while, too. And my opinion changed on this one pretty dramatically with Lords of Salem. So I can't really speak on 31 just because I do need to rewatch that. But other than that, I mean, like, I, I pretty much like most of his movies. There's not really one movie that I can think of that I that I like. Oh, I hate that one. I, I Yes, yeah, Stella. Exactly. Yeah, um, Stella agrees. And I even actually watched Halloween 2 recently, well, back in Halloween, you know, during October, and I watched the unrated director's cut, which I'd never seen before. It actually was a little bit better than I remembered. So if you haven't seen, I know you both were saying that, or was it A that said you didn't like Halloween 2? I eh. didn't like it because I feel like it, that there's a lot of backstory just so he could put her in it. Yeah, that's that's my biggest thing. Is that like, white horse bullshit? Yeah. Had to go. Yeah. I know we got time for that. I was drunk as shit and high, probably. <laughs> At like, the time, I'm sure I was on some kind of pill. <laughs> and I'm watching this movie like now. Like, we don't yeah. need her in this movie. You don't need to interject her into this. Just do it. <laughs> like, she was already in the flashbacks, you know? Like, just leave her in the flashbacks. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my biggest complaint. I did see in the trivia that they were going to tie in Halloween 2 to be a prequel of no, this was supposed to be a prequel of Halloween 2. Really? No, I'm sorry. The Halloween, like both Halloweens, 1 and 2, this was supposed to be like a subtle prequel. Oh, he was going to try to he's um, going to try to connect them with like yeah, okay. Well, the producers changed a lot of what his vision was because he has a novelization of the film out actually. Oh. So the novelization is actually what the movie was supposed to be and mm. then they took it and they kind of the the producers and everything kind of manipulated it to what they wanted it to be, but honestly, it feels very A24 art house. There's mm-hmm. a lot of it that mm-hmm. is very art house about it. And 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 also too, it's not very overt as his films are. He, Rob Zombie sort of relies on violence and just the fact that people say these things that you're not used to hearing, right? right. I mean, unless you live in the South, and <laughs> right, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, we're all in the South. I forget Austin lives here too. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm here. Austin, Austin lives in the um, The South, South. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, um, it's interesting because you go from everything that's so overt and in your face, and then you come to this film, and there are times when it is overt with that little thing, right? Yeah. And then other, oh yeah, and the blowjob in the church that was a lot of fun. Are we so, doing spoilers now? No. Oh, wait, what are we doing? Oh. I'm talking. No, no, you're fine. We're gonna. We're, I'm gonna do the IMDb review, and then we will talk uh, spoiler free up up until pretty much up until Francis goes to talk to that guy, the author, and then that's when we'll say spoilers, and then we'll just get, you know we'll give the rest of the movie away. So let me look at my notes here. All right. So let's go right into this IMDb review here. Lords of Salem from 2012, released on um, April 9th or April 19th, 2013, as a limited run in the U.S. Rated R for severe nudity and gore, severe violence and gore, severe profanity, severe alcohol, drugs and smoking, and severe frightening and intense scenes. I think this might be the first time everything has been severe, but it's Rob Zombie. What do you expect? Uh, Runtime. This is my life. Just kidding. Go exactly. Ahead. But I know, but it's the thing is, yes, it's very severe, but it's not as severe as everything he's done. No, so if you want which is crazy. Very subdued then this is the film for you. It's just funny how everything is severe. I'm like, the Devil's Rejects is so much worse than like... Oh, because women are naked. I'm so sorry. Our bodies shame you. Oh, because they're not beautiful women. They're old ladies. Old hag witches. (laughs) With saggy tits. And that's why they're like, oh, it's severe. It's severe. If it was fucking a 22-year-old with her pretty little boobs bouncing around, nobody would give a shit. Anyways. (laughs) Hollywood. Hang on one second. No worries. I'm going to go through this uh, runtime of an hour and 41 minutes listed as a horror thriller directed by obviously Rob Zombie. Uh, we talked about his movies. He also wrote this as well. He writes all his own movies uh, composed by a man named Griffin Boyce, who only did one other thing called Turbo Date, which I have no fucking clue what that is. And then it was also by John Five, who is actually Rob Zombie's guitarist or was from 2005 to 2022 and is now with Motley Crue. Produced by 13 people, two of them you might know, Jason Blum being one of them. And Oren Pelly, who did all the Paranormal Activity movies, Chernobyl Diaries, and all four Insidious movies. So I had no idea that uh, Blum and Oren Pelly produced this. I was very surprised when I saw that in the IMDb. So that's pretty cool. Uh, cinematography by Brandon Trouse, 123 credits for that. He also did This Is The End and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Edited by Glenn Garland, who has 60 credits and also did Halloween and Halloween 2 and 31. Starring Sherry Moon Zombie, of course, as Heidi Hawthorne, who's literally in every single one of Rob Zombie's movies. We've got Bruce Davison as Francis Mathis. You might know him from X-Men or X2 as Senator Kelly, which is why I recognize him. He's the guy that, like, blobs up. and Kelly. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I was like, I know this fucking guy. (laughs) He's in so many movies, but every time I see him, I go, it's Senator Kelly. Yeah, he's he's got 271 (laughs) acting credits. The man fucking works, dude. He's a famous actor. Yeah, he's not. (laughs) He's very famous. Uh, he's done, some, which is why, which is kind of why I'm surprised that he was actually he did this movie. You know, he's done bigger movies and he's got all these acting credits. It was interesting to see him. That's a very integral part in this very dark movie. So uh, there's I, a lot of actors, though, that go for and you're going to get into it. But we'll yeah, D. Wallace, for example. Right? Uh, yeah, all exactly. These... Oh, my God. When I saw her, I was like, that's right. She's in this movie because she's also in uh, Zombies she's Halloween. In Halloween. Yeah. yeah, she does. I mean, all of the and. Literally, these these were like seventies actresses, seventies mm-hmm. eighties actresses that did well. I know D D Wallace always did horror films. Oh yeah, but, she, Cujo, uh, Critters, fucking, she did a whole bunch uh, of stuff. The Howling, The Howling, yep. Thing, oh, and ET. Oh duh, yeah, ET. And, <laughs> but my thing Lest is, we forget. is you take them from this to the disgusting sexploitative 
films of Rob Zombie. Like yeah. these these people are old. Like they lived in a time <laughs> where like you didn't say these things out loud, and now they're doing these films and saying these things. Out yeah, loud. I don't know like because they. I feel like they did because seventies was very satanic panic, and this played out like a seventies. Uh, satanic was panic was 70s i thought satanic panic was 80s was it Mm -hmm. i think yeah that's why they were trying to string up poor eddie munson and stranger things Hmm. come on y'all well either way there's 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 a lot of like (laughs) exploitative but they were like considered like movies that you don't Mm. watch like the i'm gonna hide this movie if you're gonna if you're a side note if you've never seen the movie The Sentinel, and this is a 70s horror film, the mom, I, what's her name? The mom from Christmas Vacation. Oh, God. Yeah. I, Barbara, what's her name? I forget. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, though. So she, it's a great movie. It's really scary. I, wrote I it love down. it. You know me. I love, I love 70s horror and so really when she walks in the in the apartment they're like two lesbian lovers and she's like literally masturbating on the couch and they show the whole thing in front of her good god the 70s were a different fucking time i'm telling you (laughs) the sentinel the sentinel it's written down oh and what's his name uh we're killing it with the names today chris chris sarandon stars in it oh shit okay yeah, the so Sentinel. If you've never seen the Sentinel. Seventies. All of you need, and, and and this is this is all the shit I think that Rob Zombie was like um, inspired by because that was so raunchy. This part for its, it's time ra- too, right? Yeah. And the chick, one of the chicks from the one of the witches from Lords of Salem, is also in that film. In the Sentinel. And the, yeah. Oh my Sentinel. god. Okay. She's her lover. Oh, this sounds like mm-hmm. a spicy movie. Uh, let's see here. We've got Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman Whitey Sal- uh, Salvador, which is which is hilarious. Be- Wait, no, he's not Herman. I thought Ken Foray was Herman. There's two Hermans. Oh, okay. Both Herman. So it's, it's the triple H. So there's Heidi, Herman, Herman and, and Herman. Herman. Okay, so yeah, yeah, Jeff Daniel Phillips is Herman Whitey Salvador, which is hilarious because he plays Herman Munster in The Munsters. Uh, he's also in Christmas Bloody Christmas as Sheriff Monroe. We've got Judy Geeson as Lacey Doyle. 102 acting credits. Was also in 31 as Sister Dragon. Meg and the Fo- Sentinel. Oh, and the Sentinel, yeah. yes. We'll add that in there. Uh, Meg <laughs> Foster <laughs> as Margaret Morgan. Uh, 122 acting credits. Also in They Live as Holly. We've got Patricia Quinn as Megan. 51 acting credits. Also in the Rocky Horror Picture Show as Magenta. And Ken Foray as Herman Jackson. You should know Ken Foray. He's from From Beyond as Bubba uh, Brownlee. One of my favorites. And then the amazing D. Wallace as Sonny. 259 acting credits. E.T., Cujo, The Howling, etc. You know the movies. Um, we've got an estimated budget of 1.5 million and a worldwide box office gross. Check me if I'm wrong. Cause I know sometimes you have different, um, numbers, uh, also a worldwide box office gross of 1.5 million. So I don't know if you have different numbers. I'm curious. Uh, I have, the, I probably have the same thing. I, it, I don't remember it coming out. It was 1.5 million uh, budget and grossed the same. Yeah, it was I a very limited release. I remember it coming out uh, in theaters. I didn't see it. Yeah, it was a limited release. It was uh, on April 19th. It was limited to like a certain amount of theaters. So it didn't really go full, I don't, which is, I don't know why. I mean, he, Halloween and Halloween 2 were wide releases. I'm pretty there sure. Were some, there were some issues with this one. <laughs> interesting um, okay the, the script the script was messed with there was a bunch of shit with um the one of the actors who plays uh he's also in halloween and i forget which one but he 
play it was supposed to play the father Hawthorne. Oh. And there were so many scenes that were supposed to happen with him and the witches. And it got cut because one, he wouldn't he wouldn't memorize his lines. Hmm. And two, he was very old. <laughs> so that's probably why he wouldn't memorize. I was just about line. to say that's probably why he couldn't memorize because he's an old fart. He's very old, but he used him in Halloween. So Rob Zombie's thinking, oh, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, Rob Zombie, you know, stop using these old men in your movies. <laughs> Poor Sid Haig couldn't make it to 31. God, oh. Uh, I know. Anyways, but he likes to use, I love the fact that Rob Zombie, nobody ever says this because even um, Barb from from Black Christmas, she comes in Halloween too. She's the therapist. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, you know, he, and, oh, and the PJ Souls is also in Devil's Rejects. That's right. She yeah. plays Linda from the first Halloween. He does a very good job at bringing these actors back into these films. And that's why I think we should all appreciate them because you're not going to have D. Wallace in a room with Judy Keeson at the same time. Like, yeah. who would ever have this, right? <laughs> Somehow so. Zombie managed to make this happen. It's pretty impressive. Exactly. It's pretty yeah. impressive. Uh, uh, crazily enough, it's actually filmed in Salem, Massachusetts, which is awesome. Uh, also in LA and Santa Clarita. You can watch this on Tubi or do a $2.99 rental on Amazon or purchase it from Amazon for $7.99. I could not find a Blu-ray or DVD option, so that's out. Um, it was on Shutter for the longest time. That's I where I watched pissed. it the first time, and I went I to go. Pissed when I couldn't go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I just I just rented it because I can't deal with ads sometimes. Um, movies that came out around the same time, we've got Olympus Has Fallen, Evil Dead Remake, Absentia, Scary Movie 5, I think, I'm terrible with Roman numerals, uh, Iron Man 3, Old Boy, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Fast and Furious 6. There's way too many of those movies. Okay, so we'll start with A this time. Is there any moment in the movie that you could remember that was specifically like your favorite horror moment? Something very favorite, spooky. Favorite moment in the film? I have two. Okay. But the, the scary one, I would say, was um, when Heidi is going into the house. She's about to go hang out hang out downstairs with Dee Wallace mm-hmm. and her sisters. And she comes back up to feed the dog. And as she's doing it, it gave me the chills. It scared me. Yeah. And I remember because at the time, like, we rented. I was still married. And John was very, uh, John is very into horror the same way that I am. So we were very excited about this. And we were watching it. And... We were watching in the dark and when the, the the way the lights go and she and she's standing, Margaret Morgan standing naked on the counter. Yeah, horrifying. And she's there the whole time. Yep. It is really scary. And it's a scary because most of the time he relies on scary like as horrific, like, oh, ew, gross. But this was naturally scary. Yeah. Like it gave me the chills. I was I was frightened. Like this was horrible. And and she's just watching her. Not moving crazy. either. Completely stagnant, just like so perfectly still. I don't know how she like stood that still. But such uh, a beautiful moment. Like yeah. this is a very for all of his films, this is a very beautifully shot film. And I just I don't know why more people don't like it. I just don't get it. Yeah, I I don't get it either, especially on this watch, too. But also, that is my horror moment as well. It was the first time we saw her, but then it happened again. I was like, no, that was scarier. I didn't think they'd pull the same trick twice, and then they did it again. And I was like, oh, well, that one was scarier. Mikey, favorite horror moment? Um... So that scene that I was talking about is scary, but I think that was the second time it happened. Because the yeah. first time it happened, I was like, eh. And then it she happened was again. I was like, the... oh, that was actually... yeah. Yeah, I was like, that was actually scarier than the first time. Um, <laughs> and then 
what I kind of thought was creepy was after she gets attacked in the church and she's on the the steps mm. and that guy's walking towards her with the goat and like it's scary because like you can kind of see that his face isn't right and you're like is it just the distance because he's kind of far mm. like as he comes closer you're like no there's something fucked up with that guy's face <laughs> um, and he's walking a fucking goat who does that I'm sorry who's walking yeah. their pet goat outside spooky it plays on a lot of your fears because the, the movie is very natural by design, right? Like, mm-hmm. is there, especially when you're going through Salem, like that's this is why I watch this movie during Halloween because it's very Halloween. It's in Salem. She's cold. Like the setting is very. I love that building. By the way, her apartment is amazing. Yeah, right. I want that apartment. Um, <laughs> I my thing is is that it's very it's very that he relies a lot on this this atmosphere and this is very different from anything you've seen before yeah and it I really, really is she would do I, re- I wish she would do this more and and people are like oh whatever because he combines like the art house a24 you know bleh, what is Doug elevated saying? horror criterion collection oh. as Doug says. <laughs> um yeah and it combines that with the raunchy nasty yeah rob zombie flair that he has and so i just think it's you know it's one it's beautiful and i love me some religious horror too especially involving witches even Um, the building like think about the building and the setting and how high the ceilings are where the shots are they're shot from low and then you look and you see this gorgeous the the wallpaper is amazing like tell me to love the wallpaper mikey I want that in my house. Like I need that aesthetic. I need that aesthetic in my life. No, it really is. (laughs) There's somebody coming to possess me. I can't wait. Um, (laughs) But right, like, isn't just a beautiful like? If you hate Rob Zombie, I would. I feel like most people probably would enjoy this one. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, let me write this down for two fifty. Uh, so let me give you the IMDb summary real quick. It's Heidi, a radio DJ, is sent a box containing a record, a gift from the Lord's quote. The sounds within the uh, the sounds within the grooves trigger flashbacks of her town's violent past. Is Heidi going mad, or are the Lords coming back to take revenge on Salem, Massachusetts? I'd say some of column A, some of column B. That's just what I'm gonna go with. But um, let's start with let's start with the beginning because it starts off in 1696 and a man named Reverend Jonathan Hawthorne is writing about the witches of Salem and ridding Satan, uh, ridding Satan and his army. And we cut to the ritual of witches, which is a, it was a very dramatic opening, in my opinion, because it just cuts to the witches committing the, you know, themselves to the devil. They strip their clothes off and they're all around a fire and they scream and chant. And it's like the Lords of Salem. And you're like. Like that is very, yeah, very different for Rob Zombie. It was a very good cold open. Um, I was kind of like on this watch, I was hooked like immediately. I was like, I don't know why I rated this so low. Um, but then we go straight to present day with Heidi. And like I said, she's a radio DJ. And the apartment, what is it, apartment five that's unoccupied? Is the that haunted what? one. Or not the, haunted, the haunted one. Well, yeah, the haunted one. And yeah. we learned that, you know, she sees a lady there and she's like, a oh, hi. And then she just shuts the door in her face. And I was like, oh, rude. And then she goes down to Lacey, and apparently there's no one that's been inhabited. You know, no one's there's no tenant in there. And she's like, I just saw somebody. I was like, Are you gaslighting her? Like right off the bat? I thought that's what she was doing. I was like, she's just straight up gaslighting her. Like she did see someone, and you're like, no, there's no one there. Um, but I want to ask you, the first time you guys saw this, did you think that Lacey was involved just on that first interaction that they had? 
because I immediately, the first time I watched it, I was like, I feel like you're involved in something going on in this movie. I think they announced it before it even came out because oh did they it was it was such a big deal that d wallace and the actress who plays magenta well judy for the actress, no the other one um well all of them actually they're all they're all very well-known actresses at their time oh, yeah patricia, but i think patricia quinn yeah, I think Patricia Quinn didn't do anything for a really long time. So it was like big news when she was coming on. Mm. And then to be paired or yeah, well, not really paired. That's two. But like to be teamed up with the other two, um, it was on Fangoria. And they're like, yeah, they play like witches. Oh, so like automatically so it, was kind, of... it was kind of already spoiled. Okay. Okay. Um, but I also don't feel like they were trying to hide it either. Yeah, that makes well, sense. I, I, yeah, I didn't see that. It's funny I didn't see that because I like them. They're like, oh, come downstairs and drink some wine. And like, I honestly <laughs> didn't, I didn't take them for anything. I I thought that the more sinister character was going to be the man in the situation, which is Bruce Davison. I really thought oh, that was, okay. there was something sinister with him going on, which is why he was so obsessed with it. Because initially, as a woman, I always think that the man is the problem. So that's my, <laughs> when I look at this. But I get it, right? Yeah. So I, I you know, and, and it's a shame what happens. But I think that looking at that, like, she's sweet. Like, oh, there's nobody there. She's just some crazy ass old bitch downstairs drinking wine all night. Like, what does she know? Like, with the English accent, what, with the English accent she's very welcoming and warming. Like, what does she know? She's like, nobody's there. Like, and, and, you know, the thing is, is like, she probably, and when I was listening to this, it sounded like that she was interpreting it as that Heidi thought there was like a, a squatter and she didn't want to concern her with that. Right. And she's just like, oh, no, 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 don't go, you know. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Just walk it's past fine. it. We'll, we'll take care of it later. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, I'll go check it out later. I'm like, oh, yeah, I bet you will, won't you? Um, so later on in the day, uh, she's at her little radio job, which is funny. I love the interactions that they have between Ken Foray, Jeff, and um, oh, Sherry so Moon. Oh, good. It's, Ken it's, Foray is the best. It's such have like speedy radio. Who? You've got to meet him, Ken Foray. At the, any, any convention you're at, he's very cheap to meet. Yeah, I have a uh, NECA figurine of him that I want to get signed. So and next time he's here, I actually, I think, oh. well, no, all the cast members of the thing, well, besides Kurt Russell, are going to be at Texas Frightmare. And I'm hoping I'm hoping to make that because I want to bring that and have him sign it. But um, yeah, Ken Foray is amazing. And I love their little dynamic because they have this little cheesy radio show and they're talking about all this stuff. And then they get that box that has the wooden record inside of it. And they go home and it plays that very foreboding just repetitive loop that was the same song from the yes Stella same song from the beginning of the movie and we figure that I mean at that point I was like okay these are connected but how are they connected and of course she starts acting like a weirdo um because it's like awakening something inside of her or whatever what like what did you guys think about that part when she started kind of spazzing out you, ha you had to figure she was connected to this in some way right yeah I my initial instinct was that, you know, because it is witches and it's some sort of like musical spell or something. First of all, the song is fucking creepy. It's very like, creepy. They do a really good job of showing us or yeah, showing us something that actually sounds scary and not yeah. just like, you know, random dark music. 
And so I was thinking that all the women in the town were going to be impacted of some sort, just because it's, you know, typically like a sisterhood of witches or whatever. Um, And because at first you just see that she's impacted and then it goes to like other women Mm -hmm. doing their daily tasks and they start, whoever's listening to the radio, that's a woman starts being impacted. And maybe that is the case because the only reason why I was like, well, maybe not is because when they leave, the receptionist didn't seem to be b- b- uh, bothered by it when yeah. they were saying bye. Um, and so maybe I was like, but then also the receptionist may not have been listening to the radio like right. on air. And so, because the, the, the women that aren't affected essentially is the receptionist, but that's the only part she ever comes in. And then the author's wife yeah. forgot her name. Um, uh, yeah, she's uh, she was like the uh, the Arge- I think she's Argentinian is what he said in the movie. You're talking about her, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very interesting. So some people are affected by this when they play it over the radio. Some some women are not, and uh, you know, obviously it's affecting Heidi in a very in a very deep way. But uh, eventually she she sees her dog Troy one night going to that door outside of five, and she brings him back inside to the you know to her apartment. But of course, uh, the door just creaks open and she goes inside and then literally it gets very wild from there. There's this giant like red cross on the wall that she puts her hands up to. And then this, what the fuck was that thing? Like a Sasquatch? What the hell was that? Oh, I don't know. The, the hairy was, thing with big arms. <laughs> I think maybe it was supposed to be the devil. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then I, I'm assuming what we see after that is just imagery imagery of hell um, because it's all dark and fiery and there's a whole bunch of scenes, you know, a whole bunch of shit happening. And uh, once she leaves the room, something says to her, lead us again. And she puts her arms out. So, you know, at this point, like, okay, she's got to be connected to this. But again, you still have no fucking clue why. And then, of course, that whole church scene happens. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that. That shit was wild. What the fuck happened there? <laughs> she well, had a bad I, dream. No, yeah, she, <laughs> no, I know. Hallucinating. I mean, we know that she's losing her mind, but that wouldn't be a Rob Zombie film without that scene. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's my issue is that this, this movie deals a lot with um, mental instability and drug addiction. And, you know, it's sad. It's such a sad film. Yeah. It's very one, dark. One because I'm I'm sad because you know what happens to Cooper. Like what you know who's going to take care of the dog? <laughs> I know it's like the poor. I was, uh, I'm just glad he did not die. Okay, I did, there was no dog death in this, and I was very happy because I was like, I swear to God, if they kill this fucking he's dog, there. Yeah. yeah, and I'm, that was my very angry because every time you see dog, you know, you yeah. know the dog's going to die. You know, especially are you talking, in, uh, yeah. Are you talking about Troy? Was it Troy? Troy, what yeah. What did she? What did you call it? Cooper? I call Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> it's Troy. <laughs> That's from another horror movie. I, I, everything's <laughs> bleeding in and out of my head right now. I don't even know what's happening. I kind of um, assumed the dog was safe because um, Lacey has like a really good relationship with the dog in the beginning. That's true. Um, like it'd be different if like she was averse to it or like, you know, there was like some tension between her and the dog. But, you know, she even refers to him as like a beautiful something. So I was like, oh, she's she's down with the dog. I need a follow up. Fine. I need a follow up story on this mm. to make sure Troy's yeah, OK. Just Troy's Troy's uh, viewpoint. <laughs> well, we know we know with the ending that Troy probably got. Um, I would assume that Herman takes Troy. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Well, let me get to okay. the part and then we can spoil everything because I'm very excited okay. for that. Let's so Francis becomes no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Francis becomes very involved in this whole situation because he he actually figures out that the music is related to John Hawthorne or whatever his name's uh, diary that he read. But there's certain pages towards the end that are 
ripped out. So Francis goes mm-hmm. to the author of the book he was looking at where he finds out that the same song Heidi's playing is also in his book. So Margaret Morgan was uh, like the in the Coven of the Witch. They like dubbed themselves the Lords of Salem and he thought they were hiding out in the woods around Salem making the devil's music for the purposes of possessing the soul of Salem women. And that's where the diary ends. We also learn that Margaret Morgan... Um, and when she was being roasted alive with all the other witches, put a curse on all the females of Salem, something about the forever deaths of daughters and daughters. And she also called the Hawthorne bloodline the vessel by which the devil's child will inherit the earth. So now you know that Heidi Hawthorne is involved in all of this because she is apparently going to probably give birth to the devil. And we'll go spoilers there. So now you know the connection. And then from there, it pretty much goes downhill. I don't know if you guys have any specific talking points you'd like to hit, because I know, A, this is one of your favorites. So if you want to speak on anything in particular. Well, talking point, I think, would be the scene with the witches when the the baby is born. Oh, God. The lobster? (laughs) No, not the lobster. When they're all in the, they're all in the, uh, before they get uh, killed by Hawthorne. Oh, in the beginning. Yeah. And she gives birth to the baby, and then she's spitting on the baby. And I get, I hate that part. I fast forward it. I don't ever watch through it. It's pretty rough. It's a very difficult part to get through. And uh, and of course they kill the baby. And off screen though, you don't actually see it. You don't that, see that would be it. brutal to actually see that shit on screen. Yeah. I, this is not a Serbian film. So um, God, no, 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 no. And, and I've not seen a Serbian film, but that's why I have not. Seen yeah. Them. Just don't, just don't. I don't know why I decided to watch that, but I needed to bleach my eyes immediately afterwards. So yeah, just don't it's even, a co- it's a commentary on their political system in Serbia. So that, Oh, sense. okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, but that's why that film exists. And so anyways, I think that that's, the the scenes with the witches is so beautifully shot and we would not have gotten those scenes bit of trivia had what's his name been coherent because he was going to be in a lot more of this film he was going to open the film and he's going to be a part of all of these scenes but since he was out of touch he could, he could not remember um, his lines <laughs> no he couldn't do his lines or anything and since that could not happen we had to rely, which I'm happier that we relied on the women, because I think that this is a very female centric film. Like mm-hmm. it's a very, it's what women deal with when you're talking about giving birth, when you're talking about uh, being alone, caring for yourself, being able to, because Heidi is, you know, she thinks she's going crazy. Heidi gaslights herself. Right. And, and, and because she thinks that there's something wrong with her. And because because she's had this drug addiction, and I think that this film like touches on so many things as a woman when you watch it, it is horrifying because when that song comes on, they're all helpless to it. Right. And they're just, by the way, all of those scenes where all the women were just like listening to it, I guess it was in like a prop studio in LA. Oh. And so they filmed it in like one day in the prop <laughs> studio in LA, everybody listening to it. And, um, I just think that it's, my God, it's such a deep film and nobody fucking gives it credit. And I don't understand why. And I think the problem is, is because Rob Zombie's name is on it. They're like, oh, it's trash. Right. Which is, we can argue that his films are not trash. They are a, uh, they are a cinematic, (laughs) they're a picture into the world of what he believes in. Yeah. And so I think that with this one and you're talking about the women and all these scenes and all these 
like little intricate moments and the interactions and all the, 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 the interactions between women. I don't know if you realize that whenever she's interacting with men, it's like in a sexual way. Mm-hmm. Like we know that Herbin Munster, Jeff Daniel Phillips, we know that they have some sort of relationship. Ken Forey is always joking around that he's going to, you know, whatever. And then <laughs> the, the priest wants to make, give her blow, you know, make her blow him. So all of her interactions with men are sexual in nature, but every interaction with her, oh, even with the author, with Bruce Davison, she's flirting with him, right? When he's on the show and he's like getting all like flustered, right? Yeah, because he's like, he's like, oh, it's a beautiful tattoo. And she's like, oh, do you like it? He's like, yeah, it's mesmerizing. And he like gets all, yeah, Yeah. you're right. I didn't even notice that. That's a good, Exactly. So every interaction with her, with a man is sexual and every interaction with her, with a woman is very, you know, uh congen- congenial and yeah. i just don't you know it's like who do you trust but at the end of the day these women want to destroy you and that's the oh my god what am i talking about sorry i'm gonna shut the fuck up now like, no you're fine <laughs> you're fine so you know at this point heidi's involved she is actually related to john hawthorne who has been cursed by margaret to always bear the or you know all the daughters to either die or bear the you know, the seed of Satan, essentially. And then, of course, the three ladies, uh, Lacey, what's her face? Whatever, the three ladies, her, it's Lacey and her sisters. They are all in the coven of witches, and their job is to essentially drug. So does it, do they explain how she gets pregnant or, or what, whatever? They drug her and they bring her in the room? Is that when she gets, like, it's knocked up? It's very Rosemary's baby. It's Rosemary's baby. She's okay. She feels like she's hallucinating. She's being drugged. And this is where I feel like they pull from Roman Polanski's uh, oh, film okay. because everything is like a fever dream. Yeah. It's the same thing when Rosemary's being raped. And it's the same exact thing, except you got this little fucking <laughs> little <person>. goblin. <laughs> I and laugh. I'm like, ah! Yeah, I laugh at that. Don't let her touch me. Yeah, and then she's Um, sitting there with like his like umbilical cords, like doing that. I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. I laugh every time at that. It's it's funny to you, but it's a it's a violation. Like that is disgusting. Yeah, see this, and it's like, you know, and I know he got this from Rosemary's Baby. I'm just speculating. I didn't read this, but how could you not? Because it's in the same vein that she's just she feels like she's hallucinating and then at some point when they take her over she's in her apartment especially when herman calls her and she's in her apartment and she's like i'm okay and he's like you're not okay i'm just trying to can i come over and she's like no and at that point we realize like she doesn't trust herself enough and she she doesn't because she, remember, she goes and she buys the crap. Yeah, she goes and buys because she's at this point, she gets to a point where she is just losing her fucking mind because she doesn't know what's real and what's not. So she goes and buys crack or whatever it is. I'm assuming it's crack. She uses foil and little crack pipe or whatever. And uh, she starts to just lose touch with reality. And But it, thank God for Herman trying to be there for her. And, you know, if it wasn't for him, I mean, I guess she still got possessed and you know, bared the son of Satan anyways. But, um, and I, I thought he died too. Oh God, she left. Oh, Shit no. answer. Oh no. <laughs> um, I literally thought he got killed when they were. So when she was having that second freak out, when they started playing the music 
and uh, she looks up, and there's like three demons behind uh, Herman or whatever, and then they touch him, and he falls over. I thought he died, and I was like, no, not Herman, but then he calls her the next day to check on her. But seriously, thank God for him at least trying to help. Obviously, it didn't work in the end because at the end, um, well, I mean, I guess it almost worked because they got he got her out of there at the end, you know, through Lacey and her girls. But then they showed up at the what is it like that opera house or whatever. And it was she, the concert for the Lords of Salem. That's right. Yes, yeah, so they show up for the the concert for the Lords of Salem, and she goes in without them while they're while you know Herman and Herman are standing outside, and then she just says bye to them while the door shuts. And the door shuts and she goes in there and then it all all goes downhill from there. Uh, the song plays M- Margaret Monroe or whatever her fucking name is. They're all on stage and um, they're pretty much welcoming her. And then the song plays. Everyone starts stripping off their clothes and they all go, t- go towards the stage. And then this is when it's very... <laughs> this is probably the weirdest conclusion to a movie I think I've ever seen because... You have the ghostmen and priest outfits all sitting on thrones, like jerking off dildos, which was, I'm not sure what was that. Did that, did that mean anything? <laughs> what was the meaning behind that? You know what I mean? Do you have any idea what they were trying to say? I think it's just supposed to be the anti-religion. Because oh, yeah. She's even kind of like the opposite of the Virgin Mary. Right. Her stance. They do the whole like if you see the the statues of the Virgin Mary and she has the hand gestures and she's on top of like what looks kind of like a mound of something. Okay. And they make the other women the mound and she, instead of blue she's wearing red. And yeah. so I think they were just trying to be like obvious with this is the opposite of what <laughs> you usually see. It's like okay we get it. Right, because she's essentially <laughs> like the satanic Virgin Mary who's giving birth to the Antichrist. Um, and all of the, you know, of course, all the witches that are still alive, uh, cause you know, all, all the witches that are under her are they, they all sacrifice themselves or something. Are they all dead? I think so. Okay. Yeah. And actually now that you mention it, they, you know, we know the Virgin Mary is the Virgin Mary, but they kept referring to her as the whore. So another opposite. Oh yeah, that is true. That's right. Okay. So she's standing atop all these dead witches. And of course the three, the three, three main witches are looking up in just pure excitement and joy because, this is what they've been working for, I guess, this entire time. So the ending is just very, like, ethereal almost. It's very, it's it's just, it's so all over the place. You've got her riding a fucking goat, uh, grinding on some dude with, like, ICP makeup on. Um, <laughs> and it's just very interesting uh, how it all comes together at the end. But I think they did a very good job with it just because it is so different. And it is so gritty and dark but it's told in almost like this weirdly beautiful way it's very interesting because i really didn't like it the first time i gave it a two and a half the first time i watched it i was like "Eh, that was okay it was like whatever but now that i rewatched it today i actually bumped it up to a a four star that's a massive uh jump up i really thought it was fucking fantastic uh going into it with a fresh set of eyes because i hadn't seen it in about three years so, you know, time can do that. Your, your opinions can change. So I, I'm, a, I'm appreciative for you guys wanting to do this one because um, I really wanted to. Yeah. It was, OK. So, yeah, about three years ago is when I watched it. So, yeah. Um, but what are your overall thoughts? I mean, what did you think about this one? Especially I want to know from you because I know you're, you're a religious person. So it's interesting that you like this one because it kind of goes against everything that's religious. I mean, it does. But I, you know, I'm gay. What else am I going to do? <laughs> um, so it's like. It. It's a very beautiful movie to look at. I love the scenery. I love Massachusetts, especially in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just very atmospheric. 
And also, I love that it's a Rob Zombie film because it's something that you don't expect from him. Right. Witches always intrigue me. And I feel like there's witches in like, you know, there's it's like vampires. We have sexy witches. We have witches out for revenge, like the badass witches. But these are like scary, almost like what? old school like puritans thought witches were going to be right. is how they are in this movie no yeah like they're not beautiful like like raunchy blasphemous <laughs> you know they're they're saying the most like i'm not gonna lie it made me uncomfortable some of the stuff they were they were saying right. and i was like as an actor like if i got that job would i be able to do that because even though it's acting like they're saying some pretty intense stuff if you are having any inclination to religion and it's I'm glad I watched it because I felt like I watched it for the first time because I really didn't remember anything of the church scene from when mm. I saw it the first time. Will I watch it again? Probably not. Um, it is a good movie, but it did make me a little uncomfortable at parts. And yeah. it's also not like a not that I always want to feel good movie, but it's also just kind of like it just kind of leaves you feeling a little ugly inside. No, yeah, um, <laughs> that's how most of his movies kind of are. You know, they're kind of like, oh, I need to take a shower after that one, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I totally get it. My can I was confused at the very very last scene of her playing with Troy because I was like okay so is it over and she's just living a normal life now but she's the mother of Satan's child or are they just like is this a random memory shot to have some sort of emotional effect did she die is she in hell like I don't know I think I weirdly think that it's almost like how do I explain this it's just like she's she's in a better place in a sense you know what i mean it's like showing her what 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 her rea- what she thinks her reality is as opposed to what the reality actually is i don't know if that makes sense but that's kind of what i got from it because yeah after like once the credits roll there's like a little scene after the first credits that is like talking about the massacre at the uh opera opera hall or whatever it is and there's like 32 people dead and then there's no sight of heidi so heidi is nowhere to be found so it's yeah. like, yeah, it, I don't know. It's actually a good question. I thought the same thing. I'm like, is this just something to establish an, an emotional connection or something? Or or like, oh, she's all right now. Or is this just like a dream she's having or something? So uh, what would you rate? Or did you rate it? Or what would you rate it? Uh, I don't think I rated it yet, but I'd probably do a three out of five. Three out of five? Okay. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's go down to some speaking of ratings. It has a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb, a 2.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd. It has a 40% or 46% on the tomato meter and a 30% audience score. Similar movies, according to Letterboxd, we've got House of a Thousand Corpses, Midsommar, Silent Hill, Rosemary's Baby, and Hereditary. And similar movies, according to IMDb, we've got 31, Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell, House of a Thousand Corpses, and Halloween 2. Shocker that they're all... Okay, well, that's just Rob Zombie movies. <laughs> that's just Rob Zombie movies. But um, I did find funny reviews that you told me to find. Yes, let's get to the... Yeah, let's do uh, Let's do some funny reviews here real quick. So if you want to tell me your first one, what do you got? Yeah, because I figured you were going to do Letterboxd, so I did IMDb. Nice. Um. You have to know the Lords of Salem song in order to get this one. But like I sang earlier to you in a very beautiful, ecstatic way. Oh, you did. It's, God hates the Lords of Salem. No one can something, something. Um, so this review is three out of 10 stars. God hates the Lord of Salem. And unfortunately, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually had a hard time finding ba- uh, bad reviews that weren't lengthy. Uh, all of them, ha- they had a lot to say for the bad reviews. And I was like, I'm trying to like not have like a fucking three paragraphs. So I found two. 
One of them being a one star from Derek on Letterboxd. He's like, it's like Hocus Pocus. If Hocus Pocus wasn't any fun and meant for emo kids. Also, <laughs> one of the witches is an uncredited Hillary Clinton. You can't tell me I'm wrong. Or you can tell me I'm wrong, but I won't believe you. Oh, my God. He's talking about D. Wallace. He's talking about G. Wallace. Dude. Uh, uh, do you have any um, others? Yes. Okay. Uh, so I have three in total oh yes this next one it's just kind of funny it said one out of ten stars didn't really get this one didn't really get this one i don't think any of rob zombies movies wait i don't okay so guys, i'm the same shit on a movie i'm the same way with reading i like I've, i try to jump oh no myself. my reading is fine oh it's guys <laughs> oh it's the review okay <laughs> my bad <laughs> i don't think and i'm gonna say what i think he meant i don't think i get any of rob zombies movies or maybe they're just all bad I think you don't get them. Yeah. Another one star from Letterbox from Zara Gwen, uh, Zara Gwen. It says literally nothing happens, and I'm wondering what fucking cut she watched because there was there was a lot of stuff that actually happened. Yeah. So I, I don't know what you're watching there, lady. But um, all her right. DVD broke and it was just a black screen. <laughs> she got high and thought for she... an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your last one? The last one. It's not so much funny in terms of the review as it is just a really bad title for a review uh-huh. it's set up like a math equation it says rob zombie equals good ideas minus bad films what um solve for X. that's not let, let me tell you what they sh- if they i understand what they're saying because they gave it a three out of ten stars they should have said good ideas plus bad films equals rob zombie not Rob Zombie is good ideas minus bad films. Cause that's, that's yeah. saying he doesn't make bad movies. <laughs> they, so, don't, they don't even get their own math um, on that one. Yeah. So Amateurs. Bush Tony on IMDb, um, you can edit that <laughs> to make more sense. Oh my God. That's fucking great. All right. There's your bad reviews. I love me some bad reviews. It's a fun new segment that we do. Um, where can they find you on the social medias, Mikey? On the social medias, you can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called Mutant Goons from Beyond. You can find us on Instagram at Mutant Goons from Beyond or Slashers Podcast. You can find me specifically on Horror and a Half Shell. You can find Aid specifically at Pathologically Aid. Um, And you can also just listen to Slashers Podcast wherever you listen to this fine podcast. Yes, do that. Go support them. Go show them some love. Uh, You can find us on Facebook at Frightmares and Instagram and Slasher app at Frightmares Podcast. Twitter at Frightmares underscore pod. We are spooky at Outlook.com for our email. Um, I'm on TikTok at Silver.Shamrock. I'm also on Letterboxd at Dr. Proctor. You are on Letterboxd. Oh, yeah. Mikey and the T-Rex. <laughs> Mikey and the T-Rex. Perfect. Well, join us next week when me and Spencer are we're going into Black History Month next month. We're doing a very big, uh, big one for the first for the first of the month. One I wanted to rewatch for quite some time. So until then, stay tuned and Wait. stay. Well, what, uh, what I want to interrupt you for a second. Oh, what? So in the beginning, sometimes you ask if you've seen any trailers. And I uh-huh. wanted to tell you about because next month is Black History Month. There's two black horror films coming out okay. on netflix have you seen the commercials for them no one of them is called uh we have a ghost okay and it has david harbour in it oh. that one's more family friendly where he's like a ghost they're trying to help him figure out what happened to him why he's there okay um and there's another one that looks really interesting called the strays i have not heard of and either of those 
I feel like The Strays is going to be racially racially charged in terms of subject matter. So um, I just wanted to mention that so your audience can keep an eye out for those. All right. Well, there you go. So maybe we'll, uh, well, I know what we're doing for our bonus episode for that one, but I will have to check those out, especially um, for for next month. So unless you have anything else you want to add. No, I'm done interrupting you. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week, guys, stay tuned and stay spooky. Bye.